And you're all very welcome back. Now, Sinead Campbell-Wallace is in front of me. You don't need to wear the headphones if, if you don't want to. OK, thank you. Just make it your much. living room, Sinead <laughs> Campbell-Wallace, who is a, a soprano. Apparently one of opera, the opera scene's most exciting, dramatic sopranos. Am I using all the right terminology? It sounds great. <laughs> so you're going to... Well, tell us what you're going to do. You're going to be playing... Yes, so we, our Irish National Opera, are doing Salome at the Borgosh uh, Theatre in it's Salome. Mar- I always yes. thought Salome. There's the, we were just debating out, outside about the, the, the correct pronunciation. Sorry, I, I shouldn't um, have so even interrupted. I, no, anyway. no, 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 no. I, I, Salome, Salome, Salome. You, whatever. You said Salome. Take, whatever takes that. your fancy. <laughs> So you're the title role. Um, the title role, yes. Very yes. good. In Strauss's. Uh, is it yeah. the Oscar Wilde he, he bases it's, on Oscar yes, Wilde? Yes, it's the Oscar Wilde play. It's, it's pretty much the play, word for word, obviously translated into German. Uh, yes. But yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the Oscar Wilde play. So, so the whole thing will be sung in German. Sung in German. Yes, sung in German. Um, but it is the play. So it's the play is about this uh, young girl, mm-hmm. 14 or 15 years of age, called Salome, who um, lives under very sort of oppressive circumstances. She's got a very overbearing mother kind of like actually in this production almost like <laughs> Irish mammy <Yes>. type <laughs> and um, and then this very nasty stepfather who is Herod of course because yes. it's a biblical story mm-hmm. and Herod uh, has John the Baptist in, imprisoned mm-hmm. and Salome sees him and falls in love with him on sight and demands that he kiss her and he Rebuffs and rebuffs her and says, no, no, I'm a man of, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm spreading the word of Jesus, this new, you know, guy who's on the scene and who's turning water into wine, etc, etc. And uh, she gets so annoyed that um, she orders Herod to chop his head off. And she spends, Very demanding. <laughs> she spends the last 20 minutes of the opera singing a duet, more or less, to a head. <laughs> uh, the head of John the Baptist. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty dramatic and pretty hard. It, it gives a whole new, um, you know that phrase, um, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Oh, for sure. So she's the embodiment of that, I think. Yes. yes. How are you fitting into that role? Fits me like a glove. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, it's, an abs- it's a role I've wanted to do forever, you know. And uh, the time was just right for me now to do it. It's a very dramatic role. It's it's the most dramatic uh, and demanding thing I've ever done. Yeah. Definitely. And emotionally, psychologically, you know, it's just, it's massive. Like it's a, it's a challenge, big time. Um, you have to dance at some, at some <sighs> point. I do, yes. So I made the mistake. Well, it wasn't a mistake. But when I spoke to Bruno Ravella, our wonderful director, mm-hmm. last year about this piece. Um, so basically in the middle of the opera, there's a nine minute orchestral interlude, which is the dance, Salome's Dance of the Seven Veils. Yes. And I happened to mention that, oh, I used to dance like when I was younger. And, and uh, he said, oh, OK, um, yeah, well, maybe, you know. So I kind of thought that I'd probably be on stage with dancers Sort of maybe doing a little number yes, and you know then leaving them to it, yeah. but um, as it turns out, no, I am doing the nine minute dance alone on stage. So and I'm not a dancer, but I'm and working. It's only dancing. There, it's there's only no vocal dancing. No, it's bit. just dancing for nine minutes, and uh, it's with wonderful choreographer Liz Roach. Um, so we're we've we've created something, and uh, I've been in training, and I'm you know amazing, uh, but also challenging. Yes, in the so middle it's of a the opera. Big, big production, and you have yes. loads to do. And yes. a clip actually of the Dance of the Seven, Dance of the Seven Veils. So there you'll, you'll be alone on stage for how long? With, with Herod, with my awful stepfather, who's 
who was sort of very lasciviously watching me do this dance dance of seduction <laughs> they're not dancing you're there on your no, own no I'm, I'm the one dancing okay, yeah. that's going to be quite a moment yes it is <laughs> uh, tell us about your career uh, because you took a break from performing I think at one stage yes so what was your career like before that break so I basically after school I started studying psychology in Trinity that's what I sort of started doing I had had singing lessons all up through secondary school. Yeah. And um, then I was sort of doing the psychology, which I really enjoyed, but there was a lot of maths involved, statistics, and that wasn't really my cup of tea. Mm. And I'm surprised my surprised in psychology. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah, you wouldn't think <laughs> it, would you? No. But anyway. You'd be scratching um, your chin for the afternoon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my singing teacher at the time said, you know, why don't you do a performance degree? And at the time, I didn't even know that there was such a thing as a performance degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did. So I uh, did the performance degree, as was then the DIT Conservatory of Music and Drama with uh, Mary Brennan, my singing teacher. And um, then went, moved to London, studied there at the National Opera Studio, worked in England and the UK for about, I think it was maybe about three or four years. And then kind of decided that I wanted to try and have uh, children, wanted to move home and kind of came home and thought, OK, I'll put it up, put everything on the back burner for a while. Yeah. Started teaching full time in the conservatory in DIT. Oh, and right. after about six years, kind of thought, hmm, maybe I'll give performing another quite uh, a crack of the whip. Yeah, yeah quite a gap. And, um, you know, had sort of left. And so it was kind of a bit of a risk, you know, because mm-hmm. I was in a you know, permanent pensionable job, as my dad used to remind me. And uh, all of a sudden was kind of going, well, I'll, I think I'll just uh, try again, you know. And, pursue the uh, dream once pers- more. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. When you go back and you obviously talk to everyone in that world. Yeah. Do, do they tell you, yes, this is a brilliant idea or? No, quite <laughs> the opposite. Everybody said, you're mad. Um, I was in my 30s. You know what I mean? It's not like. Mm. I had two children and I, uh, but I, but there was something it's like, um, I think when you're a performer, you have something, it's like it's in your blood. And so it's very hard sure, to, yeah. to let it go. And I suppose what I didn't want to do was to kind of get, you know, 10 years down the line to look back and say, oh God, I wish I'd given it another go when I, you know, when I could. Um, so, yeah, I just decided to, to take the bull by the horns and, um, and see what happened. You what, know? what was different this time? So basically, the, the the most interesting thing, I think, was that after I had had the two children, my there was a change in my voice. So wow. beforehand, I would have sung kind of like lighter repertoire, you know, sort of not as heavy, not yeah. as dramatic. Um, but then with the physical changes and I guess the emotional changes and just that bit of maturity, um, my voice developed. And um, and so it allowed me, I suppose, to, to get into this sort of more niche repertoire of this sort of very, very dramatic singing. Um, it's which, amazing your voice changed. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was like, you know, obviously there's lots of physical and hormonal changes during pregnancy and, yeah. and childbirth and then as a mum. And uh, yeah, so that also, so actually it was like, um, you know, it was like how I sort of try and explain it to people is like, it's like you're getting into it, you're have, having to learn how to drive a completely different car, right? So you've been driving right. like a Mini yeah. and then all of a sudden you get into like a 
Range Rover. It's like some big four by four, and you're you're kind of trying, and it feels different, mm-hmm. and it takes a little bit longer to accelerate, and it ta- you know what I mean. So it's mm. just it's about sort of relearning and reworking your voice, I suppose. So there's a kind of is there a depth and a heft yeah. because you're a mum as well? Is that I, I think so. I think it's just that that there are all these sort of physical changes that that allow you to I suppose develop a certain you know um, sort of element to 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 your voice. So basically, to sing this dramatic repertoire you have to be able to project over an orchestra of sometimes like a hundred players. Of course. We've no microphones, we've no pickups. So it's it's literally just, you have to have Stop. a sort of a blade in your voice, like a knife that you're like cutting through sound, like a wall of sound. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that just takes a certain amount of maturity and a certain amount of, of development, I suppose, to, to achieve that. And so you really need it in this, certainly in Salome, where we've got this massive orchestra. And I mean, the music and the, and the, or, the orchestral sort of instrumentation, how he's written it, is just phenomenal. You know, it's a phenomenal piece, really like incredible. It's just waves and waves of sound sort of coming at you, you know. It's, so it's amazing. It's very exciting. I'd imagine it, when you're the dramatic soprano, mm. there are kind of limited roles, aren't there? Because there are limited places that someone can get. So the competition is is beyond fierce. Um, it, it is, but at the same time, it, there, I suppose there are less of us around. Do you know what I mean? So there's like lots and I, I would say probably small, pre- predominantly, yeah, like a lot of, there'd be an awful lot of like say lyric sopranos. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if you know, like there's a very famous Puccini opera, La Boheme. So like Mimi in yes. this, in this would be like that sort of a role or Violetta in Traviata, for example. Yeah. So they'd be more sort of light lyric, lyric roles. And then you've got, you go into the dramatic sphere, which is like Strauss and Wagner and sort of more hefty sort of Puccini roles. So it is kind of a smaller pool. And so in that way, the sort of like it benefited me because, of course, coming back into the business after such a massive break, like, you know, I'm sure everyone's like, who's this one? You know, can't remember. And to be so successful because you're you're a big noise uh, across the continent Um, in the opera circles. Well, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's great that you're having the homecoming because you're from from Wexford. Yes. Yeah. From Wexford originally. um, Yeah. Yeah. Salome is going to be in in Wexford. Uh, It is. It's in Wexford. We have a concert performance in Wexford on the Sunday the 3rd of March in the National Opera House um, so it'll be absolutely fantastic yeah to be to, to be there it's to sing building, for, yeah. yeah it's amazing and then we have the three shows 12th, 14th and 16th of March in the Board Gosh Energy Theatre um, which I think is an absolutely incredible space for this particular piece because it, as I said, it, acoustically, it's just going to be phenomenal. And the gigantic stage. Yes, exactly. Yes. And um, and also it, worth pointing out to people is that, you know, the way sometimes people say, oh God, opera, it's very sort of long and boring. And this is 90 minutes long. Oh, There's right. no interval, 90 minutes. And it's a tight opera. It's tight, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it, I'm sure, Gets when you're dancing on your done. own. <laughs> and, uh, and it, but it's, it's, um, it's literally a roller coaster. You just, from start to finish, it's just like... And I think it'll just have people pinned to their seats. It sounds great. Yeah. And look, congratulations on your success. Great story to, to come back and do that. And yeah, to, anything's possible. To, anything's to, possible. To be performing yeah. at this level is amazing. So, Sinead Campbell-Wallace, thanks for coming in. Thank uh, you, Oliver. Best of luck driving your SUV across, <laughs> across those stages <laughs> and everything goes with it. Uh, good morning, 51551, that's the text. From the North, text studio, followed by your message to 80889. 